the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, so happy to have you with us today. And I want to thank our good friend Jeff Stein from our great affiliate, radio station KXEL, in uh, Waterloo, uh, Jeff was kind enough to to step in. I had to I had to run off to the doctor yesterday, and there was really no way to, to get out of the um, to get out of the show. So I I'm, my apologies, uh, but uh, Jeff did a terrific job. I was listening as I was sitting in the doctor's office, and may I just say that you know here's what I don't get. So you get to the doctor's office. I'm not going to tell you it had nothing to do with the foot. So I had to do the I had to see a cardiologist, and uh, not everything is fine. Uh, I will say this, uh, it was very exciting to meet. We At least four people in the waiting room are big fans of the show, so I really hope the doctors take very good care of them. Uh, so uh, welcome to welcome to all of you. I guess we could have just done the show from the uh, from the, the the lobby there of the doctor's office. But why is it? Why is it when you get to the doctor's office and you fill out all your paperwork and you know they ask you all the questions, the important pressing questions of your, of your ailment, your malady? Uh, do you feel suicidal? Do you own guns? You know, those, those important questions. Uh, and then you sit there, and you sit there, and you sit there. It turns out I could have actually done yesterday's show, driven over, you know what, stopped through the drive through over at the Chick-fil-A, and then got into the doctor's office, and I would have had plenty of time. But that's the way it goes. Anyway, um, uh, the, the new doctor, the new cardiologist, happens to be a big fan of Gorka and uh, Sebastian Gorka and uh, Conservative Talk Radio, so very excited about that. Always good to know if somebody's going to be cracking your chest open and, you know, whacking around your heart that the person shares the same political beliefs as you do. Uh, so we've got a lot going on, a lot to get to today, a lot of great guests coming up. Congressman Andrew Clyde is going to be here, so any of you folks in Georgia has some things you would like to uh, converse with him about, uh, feel free to give us a call. Um, we also, uh, here in Memphis, all of our KWAM, KWAM listeners on the Mighty 990, you guys, it's election day, and you have a very important city council election and mayor's race. So a lot of people are heading out to the ballot box today. I think there are 17 candidates on the uh, on the ballot, and here's how it works in Memphis. This is really strange. It's winner take all in the city council, or rather in the mayor's race. So if you're running for mayor and you've got 17 candidates, whoever gets the most votes wins. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They don't have to meet the 50% threshold. It's the winner takes all. City council races are not like that, but the, uh, but the Memphis mayor's race is. 
Now, this morning I was listening to uh, KWAM, and uh, Ben Dieter, the morning show host, had one of the candidates on. Her name is Karen Camper. And Mr. Dieter asked Miss Camper about, about crime. And it, it was a fascinating response uh, because crime here in Memphis is the issue. That is the number one issue uh, that they're dealing with here in this city. You know, you talk about carjackings. Those things happen every day. As a matter of fact, there was a big report out yesterday that people in Memphis literally expect to be robbed. I mean, it's really that bad. And it's it's hard to it's really hard to quantify the danger that exists on the streets of Memphis, and it's strictly because of the policies that are coming out of City Hall. Anyway, this woman who wants to be the next mayor, Karen Camper is her name, and she said, quote, people are robbing because there is a need in their family. That, no, Folks, I, I literally spilled my community coffee. This I'm listening to this, and I could not believe that you would actually have a, a candidate come out and say something like that. But she's basically, uh, she is justifying criminal activity in Memphis, Tennessee. People are robbing because there is a need in their family. There is some video circulating on uh, social media. And Dylan, I can't remember if I, I may not have sent this to you last night. This is insane video. There, was, um, there were some shoplifters in this store. And the shoplifters were um, were captured by by the uh, by the security in the store, and they called the cops. And so you have these white Karens out there who turn on their cameras, and they are blasting the store management. And by the way, the store management looks to be like I don't a minority ish. I don't know. I can, I couldn't tell. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. So the the white Karens that are filming all of this say, "How dare you!" Who do you think you are calling the police on these people? And the, and the poor store manager is like, what? He's like, dude, they're breaking the law. They're stealing from us. And they said, no, you don't, you don't have a right to do that. You're being racist. Calling the cops on black people, stealing you blind is racist. That's what they said in this, uh, in this crazy video. Never seen anything like it. But that's the mindset. And then they were like, we want your name. You give us your name. You tell me your name. By the way, these are big girls. They're always big girls, right? They're like large, obese women with like pink or purple or magenta hair, and they're always ill-tempered. All of them. I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but with these gals, you got to paint with a broad brush. They're big ones. So here they are, and she was demanding, you give me your name. Give me your name. And the manager's like, I'm not giving you squat. I want your name. And he says, I'm not giving you my name because, because I'm afraid you'll turn around and target me and dox me, and, and, and I'm afraid you might cause violence. How dare you? How dare you accuse us of creating violence? How dare you? Lady, you're sitting there in the middle of the store, uh, defending criminals. But as the Memphis mayoral candidate, Karen Camper, has reminded all of us today, people are robbing because there is a need in their family. Now, okay, let's just let's just take this at face value, that Ms. Camper truly believes that the only reason people are out there robbing is because 
there is a need in the family. But I'm curious because these people are driving around in brand new cars. They're wearing $200, $300 sneakers. They're wearing designer clothes. They've got jewelry out the wazoo. And they've got guns and they've got plenty of ammo. Well, we know they stole the guns and the ammo. And it's possible they stole the clothing and and the jewelry as well. But here's what gets me. If they really are concerned about taking care of the needs of the family, then why aren't they robbing KFC? I mean, why aren't they running out of the store with a bucket of extra crispy and the family size deal? Why, why, why is that not happening, right? I mean, if it really is about the family, why aren't they robbing the deli over a Kroger for, you know, a couple of pounds of their uh, boar's head ham? Oh, the Black Forest ham is very delicious, by the way. I, and I'm just curious, just curious. I was thinking about that yesterday, speaking of getting robbed, these prices at Kroger are nuts these days. I'm going to have to join that stupid. I don't like joining the clubs. You need to get the Kroger or whatever they call it club. I think I'm going to have to join it just to get the freaking discounts. 70 bucks. And all I was wanting was a hot dog yesterday. But all that to say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, pray for the good people of Memphis because today is a um, is, is going to decide really the future of this city. I mean, that's how significant today is. If this city elects a radical progressive the city will be destroyed. I mean, it really is that simple. Now, I recommend, now, if you are if you are listening, by the way, these are nonpartisan races. <laughs> Don't even get me started. So, but if you're going to go out there and vote today, my recommendation, there's a man by the name of Floyd Bonner. He is the sheriff. He is a good and decent man. Get out there and cast your ballot for him. He's the sheriff, and he is tough on crime. And I like the guy. So... He's a good, good, solid dude. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, um, all that to say, we got a great show lined up for you. I, I'm just really concerned about my hometown. I, I really am, folks. Um, it's it's a mess. We um, we only have one very strong political party here. That's the Democrats, and they have been radicalized. So these are not even the good church going uh, Democrats, and there are still a few. Uh, we're talking about people who hate America. We're talking about people to the left of AOC and Ilhan Omar. Oh, by the way, did you see her lusting after Matt Gates yesterday? Well, that was uh, that was weird. I know we talked about it yesterday. Somebody actually has video of it, and she's literally like salivating. She's licking her lips as she's watching Matt Gates speak. I mean, I th- isn't she already? She's already a married woman, right? Isn't she the one married to her brother allegedly? I. <sighs> Jeez, hello. Take a shower there, Ilhan. All right. We're going to get into Trump. <laughs> this show is off the it's off the rails already, and we've got such a long ways to go. Uh, we, we've got some great guests coming up, uh, some big breaking culture war news. You folks going to the Army-Navy game, holy crap, do we have a story for you. We're getting to the phones. We have Jamie in Georgia, Scott in Maine. Your calls as well, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And also, ladies and gentlemen, when we go to the break, it is a perfect time to head over to ToddSnarns.com. I want to, first of all, commend you. Uh, Several of you went out and you joined our Radiothon yesterday, but we don't need several. We need hundreds of you. We need thousands of you uh, to join us in our effort to help Alliance Defending Freedom to help you protect your God-given rights. 
And by the way, that's why we're doing this. Alliance Defending Freedom, when you choose to invest just $19 a month, you're going to become an ADF champion for freedom. Now, some of you may say, Todd, I don't have $19 a month. That's okay. You can just give a one-time gift. Every bit helps. It makes a real difference in law and policy and the public square. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Alliance Defending Freedom, they represent clients free of charge, and they're able to do that because of your gifts, your donations. And right now, today, your first gift is doubled through a matching grant. All you have to do is go to our website, toddsterns.com, and click on the Champion for Freedom banner at the top of the page, and all the information is there. You can also call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Pick up that phone and do it right now. Are you as frustrated as I am that males, boys, and men are being allowed to take away awards and opportunities from girls and women in sports? That girls are being sidelined in their own sports and put in harm's way? That our own federal government is pushing this? When our society ignores biological reality, it's women and girls who suffer. Thankfully, my friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are standing for truth and challenging this destructive agenda in the courts and legislatures nationwide. But they need your help. Join with ADF and be a champion. Champion for Freedom. Just $19 a month will fuel the fight to protect our freedoms. Visit ToddStearns.com. That's ToddStearns.com and click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend of ADF, that first gift will be matched. Visit ToddStearns.com or call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Dylan was able to find this this audio. This happened at a CBS. So you've got this big Karen. And uh, she's very upset because the manager called the cops on a couple of uh, shoplifters. Let's take a listen. Ask. Um, so I live in the neighborhood. Sure. Um, and I have come to the CBS very often. Mm-hmm. May I ask why you called the police on those two men? Um, CBS policy dictates that if they're shoplifters, mm-hmm. the exit store with merchandise unpaid for, yeah. we should get the police involved. And if the police apprehend them, mm-hmm. we issue a bond note. Okay. So I actually did not elect to press charges. I said, hey, look, I just want them to know they can't come in here anymore because they shoplifted, and I just need them to sign that, and I need my merchandise back. And the officer replies, and the guy said the same thing. Thank you. And they left. It's not your merchandise. It's the store. You, so you know what happened. I follow my company policy, not your policy, where I can appreciate so you're willing to risk someone's life for what thirty thousand dollars a year? That's there was no risk in my opinion. The, Thank you. You have a great night. Thank what is your name? My name is store manager. No, what is his name? No one's gonna tell you my name when you're sitting here videotaping us so that you can try and elicit some sort of violence against you. It's not gonna happen. Elicit violence against you? You just elicited violence against two black men no, by calling they, the police they, on they them. We got to walk away when one of them had a warrant and could have been arrested and the cops still let him go. Just l- listen to yourself. You work with black folks. You just remember that. Well, if they keep shoplifting, they're not gonna be working with anybody. Have you seen the headlines? They're shutting down stores all over the place. Uh, by the way, the Starbucks shutting down, I think, seven or eight of their coffee shops in, in San Francisco because of the out-of-control violence. Wow, we've got a serious case of mental illness going on. 
That is stupidity, and I blame the school system for that. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Uh, let's start the day in Georgia. Jamie is on the line. Hi, Jamie. What's uh, what's What you want to talk about? Hi, yeah. I'm a big supporter of Kevin McCarthy. Why didn't Trump do more and show loyalty for him? I thought Trump respected loyalty. He didn't lift a damn finger for my Kevin. For your Kevin. So I'm just curious, Jamie, you say McCarthy got a raw deal. Um, How did did he get a raw deal? And we could debate that, but regardless. Oh, I'm just asking. I'm not debating. No, no, no. I'm not debating. I'm just asking your question. But what I want to know is why didn't President Trump go to bat for him? I thought he respects loyalty. Or is the loyalty only a one-way street with him? I, look, I think the president was a supporter of McCarthy. McCarthy, by the way, was not such a great uh, devote, you know, follower of President Trump. Uh, he would tell Trump one thing to his face and then another behind his back. Who went to Mar-a-Lago a week or two after January 6th and bailed out Trump? Why isn't Trump being loyal to him? What do you want Trump to do here? He's the leader of the Republican Party. Could no, that would be Ronna McDaniel. Business? Actually, that's Ronna McDaniel right now. She's a chairperson of the RNC. What do you want Trump to do? For, for all intents and purposes. No, what do you want Trump to do? Answer the question. What do you want Trump to do? He could go to bat for my Kevin. Your Kevin. Why do you keep calling him your loyal. Kevin? Do you guys have some sort of a relationship here? Is this like... um? No, you don't remember. That's what President Trump called McCarthy. He referred to him as my Kevin. So I like to refer to him as my Kevin as well. Hey, look, I don't judge so, here on this program. So that's how you, know, how you roll is your business, like, Jamie. Kind of like how Trump refers to the military or the generals as my military and my general. All right, Jamie, you, you know, see, no, I'm gonna, let me stop you here for a moment, Jamie. So, look, if you wanted to call in to attack Trump, tell my call screener I want to call in to attack Trump. That's not what you did. You called in. You said you, you wanted to talk about McCarthy getting a raw deal. And when I asked you about it, you refused to talk about it. So, Jamie, goodbye. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate you calling in. Next time. Let's stick to what you want to talk about. All right, let's go to Portland, Maine. Scott on the line. Hi, Scott. What's up? God bless you, Todd, and and thank you for dealing with that kind of stuff. Really appreciate it. So I just want to say, parents, you need to stand up. If you can't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And if you can't stand for your kids, I don't know what you can stand up for. These folks are bullies. They're bigots. They're the ones that are what they say we are when we stand up and say, listen, pornography is unacceptable. Put books in the schools that are age appropriate, not the opposite. And, you know, I'm a father that's standing up in our school district up here in the most affluent community in the state. I pushed back. Um, we have a policy like a lot of states where it states if a biological boy chooses to state that he is a girl and he wants to go into the bathrooms in the schools uh, of the girls, he's allowed to do so. Um, you know, we, we spoke to our superintendent on the record and asked him why he thought it was appropriate to have books such as Gender Queer and others in the library. He said, I wouldn't want my personal kids reading it, but, you know, there's nothing I can do. Policy such and such states this, and well, I have to follow policy. There you go. And, and, Scott, again, and we're coming up on a break here, but I appreciate you calling in. Uh, to that point yesterday, we were uh, shining some light on this story out of Maine where you've got the uh, school there, the Waldorf School, and uh, they're letting a they're letting a boy 
run in the girls' races, and this boy runner finished fourth place in the girls' division. When he ran with the boys, he was 172nd. But with the girls, he's running in fourth place. All right, we've got to take a break. This story about Army, Navy, veterans getting kicked out of hotels for illegals. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one coming up next. We'll be right back, America. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starnes radio program. We are proudly broadcasting on 140 radio stations around the nation Border to border, coast to coast. And uh, wow, do we have a story for this segment of the show. We have it up on ToddSterns.com. The Boston Herald, we understand, originally broke the the story, and it is a major controversy. So the Army-Navy football game, huge, huge event. Some 70,000 people are planning to attend. And it turns out that a good number, and we're hearing all sorts of numbers, but um, a good many military veterans and service uh, service academy graduates and Army-Navy football fans were booted from their hotel rooms to make way for so-called migrants, illegal aliens. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we are honored to have a very special guest and someone who is very upset about this. They call him Rep X in, uh, in, the, in the Bay State. Uh, his real name is Stephen Xeros. Rep X, good to have you with us. Uh, I love it. It's my honor, sir, and I'm proud to speak with you from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, where American freedom was born. And this story has us all very aggravated, and it's wrong. And I'm glad that you're bringing it to everyone's attention, sir. Well, let's just jump into it. So, so what happened? So, you people are making hotel reservations. Uh, they're getting all their plans because I guess this is so popular of a game that it's hard to find a hotel room come game day. Yes, this is the Army Navy game, right? The you know one of the greatest events in America. It's the first time ever that it's going to be at Gillette Stadium which is the home of the New England Patriots here in Massachusetts. And everything was fine until uh, yesterday we started to hear that veterans and military families, people that have served and sacrificed for our country, 
that have rented rooms in the area, some of them are being told those rooms are now gone because Massachusetts, we've been dealing with the illegal immigrant problem for the last two months. We have 20,000 or so here, and um, they're putting them, the state is putting them in motel rooms or college dorms. They're trying to find shelters for these people and we've been dealing with it for two months, especially here on Cape Cod with the big tourist economy. But now it's hitting kind of the national stage because of this very important football game. We have veterans and military families being moved out of their reservations because illegal immigrants are living in the motel. Now, I understand that, that you guys have a right to shelter law. Can, can you tell us what that law requires? Absolutely. Great question. So back in 1983, you know, over 40 years ago or so, uh, Massachusetts passed the right to shelter law. Uh, at that time, I was a police officer. I've been a police officer for 40 years, and now I'm a state representative. I'm very grateful. But back then, it was passed with the idea that if some family needed a shelter, that the Commonwealth would provide that temporarily. And uh, the Commonwealth has shelters, you know, all over the state. And it's been going on for years. But the difference now is housing is, and, and shelter is such a big problem here all over the country, but here in Massachusetts as well. And now when these immigrants have come, which is over 20,000 so far, there's really no place to put them. So the state shelters are full, and now the state is contracting with motels to put people in them. And that's based on this right to shelter law, which we're saying, uh, and I have a bill on that with other uh, Republicans in the state house and others that we're trying to have a hearing on that would clarify this. We don't think the intention in 1983 was to house people from all over the world. You know, we have a bill that would say that the right to shelter law is for Massachusetts residents that are United States citizens, not for just anyone from all over the world. And just to be clear, we're we're talking about state money. So we're talking about tax dollars that are being used to house these illegals. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're estimating about $45 million a month have, uh, is being spent. Now I'm on the ways and means committee and I'm proud to be on that committee as well as veterans affairs committee and public safety. Those are some of the committees I'm on. And, you know, this was never really planned on or budgeted. So, Wait, 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 45, $45 million a month to house the illegals? That's what the uh, estimate is, because what's happening is it's not only, let's say, housing them, but everybody is getting um, medical care. They're going to school, um, food. Uh, so they're getting incredible benefits based on the right to shelter law. Meanwhile, I have veterans. You know, I'm a military family. My dad, my grandfather, my son, Nick, came home to me in a flag draped coffin. I am a gold star father who lost his 21-year-old son in Afghanistan. I have veterans in my district that 
are homeless and also in my district we're housing illegal immigrants for free i'm curious to to hear the reaction from your constituents uh, what are people telling you great question sir everybody is 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 questioning it so uh, once they kind of hear about it they come to us as state officials they come to their town officials most people uh are upset they think it's backwards that we have uh, not only uh veterans but let's say uh US citizens that have been waiting for our place cuz their housing is such uh in short supply they're almost getting pushed aside because of this influx that is happening in other states, and that's part of the problem. The border needs to be secured today, and immigration needs to be fixed. But as far as in Massachusetts, because we're the only right-to-shelter state in the country, we're the only one. New York City has a New York City uh, rule on this, but not the whole state. Now they're trying to suspend the law. That's what I'm trying to do is either suspend it or amend it because we can't sustain this. It's, it's estimated to be 45 million a month. And that's um, just starting out. There's more coming every day and there really is no place to put them. And the state is making contracts with motel owners. They're not going through government officials. They're not going through the town officials. They're making these contracts. And yes, constituents are upset and they want answers. And my job is to get them answers. And in, in my mind, we need to push the president to close the border and Congress to fix it. But in the meantime, we need to suspend this law, this right to shelter law, or amend it. And we need to pay back the cities and towns all the money they're spending. So that $45 million is not uh, – that's the state funding. Cities and towns are dealing wow. with this with – you know, police response and everything else that's coming with it. Well, Rep X, I have to say that, you know, I mean, as horrible as it is for, for you guys, I mean, this this is just a, just a drop, a, a morsel of, of what the people in those Texas border towns are having to go through every single day. So I, I'm wondering yeah. if they keep sending these yeah. illegals to, to other states, if maybe, just maybe, uh, we're going to start seeing national moods and opinions change on this. Yes, great point, sir, right? The Commonwealth of Massachusetts has not really seen this, and now we are. And, of course, we get constituents that are uh, would also say we should take the care of these people and, and help them. Um, and I understand the human side, but as a, as a state official, I have to look at everything. And uh, when illegal immigrants are put above veterans who have served and sacrificed there's something wrong with that it's upside down and the money that we're spending tax dollars is really not there and the danger is they're going to start taking from other programs so it is a uh, crisis here and you're right it's probably been like that in other states and now it's here in massachusetts and this football game america's like biggest game college game at New England Patriot Stadium kind of has highlighted the whole situation. 
All right. Well, uh, Rep Acts, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Representative Stephen Xeros, and uh, sir, we want to uh, take a moment and honor you as a Gold Star father, and uh, we just say God bless you and your family and the the sacrifice that your 21-year-old son made. Amen. United States Marine Corporal Nicholas G. Xeros, killed in combat. July 23rd, 2009. All right. Well, God bless you, sir. And well, God bless you. And we thank you for coming on the program today. All right, uh, folks, you heard it there. And uh, God bless this man. Uh, Law enforcement now serving in uh, the, the state house there in Massachusetts. And he is a gold star father. All right. I, you, before we go to this, Mike Mike from Georgia wants to weigh in. Dylan, I sent you some some audio of some folks in Chicago just to explain and illustrate what's going on here. This is a brilliant strategy that the border state governors have. The blacks in Chicago are ready to go ballistic because they their neighborhoods have become ground zero for all of the illegals. They're literally being dumped into their neighborhoods. Take a take a listen. You cannot keep bringing immigrants in. The city does not have the money. You cannot track them. You ain't tracking them good at the police station. You don't know their name, but you want to spread them all over the city. It is unsanitary, it's unsafe, and it's just not right. I'm telling you, folks, the Republicans are missing an opportunity here. They ought to be in these neighborhoods standing alongside these these good, decent, tax-paying citizens who are who are trying to stop their neighborhoods from being overrun. It is a missed opportunity if we if we don't do that. All right, uh, let's go to Mike in Georgia listening to us on WDUN. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind? I'm doing fine. I just want to make a comment about the representative. I hate the loss of his son and what have you. But, you know, it's amazing to me how they're complaining now when it's been going on down in the South here forever. But now it's just not getting to them. Now they're complaining, but they have never listened to us at all, see. But now they're in New York. Now they're getting up in New England states. And now they're just getting just a barely little taste of what Texas and Arizona has been going through. Just a a, a drop out of, let's just say you've got a two-liter Mountain Dew, and it's just a little teeny tiny drop. That's exactly what they're dealing with. And they've lost their collective minds up there, Mike. But you know what it is? They, they've never had to deal with this. And so they can't understand what the people in the border states have been having to go through. But guess what? Now they do, and let's see what happens. Right, exactly right. Let them, let them do something with the Democrats up there. That's it. That's it. And, that's the, that, and that's how you fix it. You get the Democrats out of office, and you secure the blasted border. All right, Mike, appreciate that call. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart, took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. We discover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. 
You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. We have a hard note for immigrants coming here. A very hard note. We come in a community of black people where we already get the low scraps. And then you want to take the little scraps, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair, and I won't have it. All right. Again, angry, angry residents there in Chicago. Uh, they are outraged over illegals being moved into their neighborhoods, and, and rightfully so. They feel like they're being shoved aside. And the reality is, and you just heard from uh, Rep X out of Massachusetts, this guy, $45 million a month, and I asked him to clarify that. They're spending $45 million tax dollars a month to take care of the illegals in Massachusetts. Imagine what that money could be used for here in America, for American citizens. Uh, folks, we've got a great, great show coming up. Um, Congressman Andrew Clyde is going to be here in just a few moments. Uh, he's going to weigh in on the fight for the next speaker also, uh, we're going to be talking to the chief executive officer of one of our newest sponsors, The Wellness Company. And, uh, folks, they have some incredible medical emergency kits. I actually have two. I bought two of them. And uh, we're going to tell you more about that. TWC.health slash Starnes is the website, by the way. That's TWC.health slash Starnes. Uh, First Liberty Institute, an Air Force, an Air Force reservist, was punished for something he said at a retirement ceremony, we're going to be talking to our friends at First Liberty uh, Institute. And also, North Dakota State Representative Brandon Pritchard is going to be here. So this guy is brilliant. You know, we I mentioned this yesterday, I believe. They're going to be making the kids learn about gay history. And the state, the state representative said, all right, man, that's great. If you're going to start teaching the kids about gay history, be sure to include what happened at Sodom and Gomorrah. Ah. So anyway, a lot of people very alarmed now. We're going to talk to the state rep. you got to love it. All right, let's go to the phones here. Beautiful Tacoa, Georgia. Louise listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm great, John. How are you? You, you know why you're great, Louise. You're in Tacoa, Georgia. That's God's country. <laughs> I laughed at your guy, though, I told him I wanted to do about two or three things. He said, no, you really need to keep it to one. I said, I'm not just laughing. That's hard to do. It, it is but hard. Am. Yeah, go ahead. It is. Well, can I throw my two cents worth on it? All this illegal stuff. I just, I don't understand. They're not going to close the border. You know, this 20 miles of idiots going <laughs> to build is hilarious. But why can't the governors of each state? I mean, these people are illegal. Why can't they send the National Guard out and start rounding them up and hauling them back down south to Mexico and dump them out? Louise, I, I don't like my, go ahead. i just going to say, I mean, it's our money. I don't understand why we can't have some control over this. It's our country, and it's our borders, and it's our tax dollars, which I pay a bunch of them. Louise, when you hear yeah. when you hear a state representative just announce they're spending forty five million dollars tax money now forty five million dollars a month 
to take care of the illegals. How does that make you feel as an American citizen? Well, I can't really tell you on the radio. You'd cut me off. Well, you know, <laughs> you got you, you sound like a good Christian woman, Louise. But sometimes oh, you gotta, well, I'm not, you gotta I'm get in the flesh. I'm not real good sometimes, <laughs> hardly ever. You know, this is stupid, and I just, yeah. I just don't understand why we as a people are not allowed to impeach that, impeach that moron and all those dudes that supposedly work for him. I just, I just don't understand why we can't do something, you Louise. Know, I, I don't. You sound like a wise woman. We're coming up on the uh, the, the top of the hour here, and the computer's going to cut us off. But you, you raised some great points, and, and I do think that the governors need to step up. Clearly, the Biden administration is is not going to enforce the Constitution. And if that's the case, then the governors are going to have to stand up and defend it for us. And I like how you framed what's happening and who those people are in the White House. Morons! Morons! All right, folks, hour two of the big show coming up. Grab some iced tea, a bologna sandwich. Come back. We've got a whole lot more coming your way. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well hello everybody, welcome to Hour 2 of the Big Show, broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, on 140 radio stations across America. And we are emanating from Memphis, Tennessee, where it is now election day. And we are electing a mayor. And ladies and gentlemen, the fate of this city is literally on the line as radical progressives are trying to get control of City Hall and the City Council. I do not live in Memphis proper. I'm out in the burbs. But what's happening in Memphis is affecting the people in the burbs Uh, one of the deadliest cities in America, one of the most violent cities in America. People are literally leaving, moving, because of the out-of-control crime here and these radicals who want to defund and handcuff the police. Now, obviously, I cannot vote in today's election, but if I were in Memphis, I'd be casting my vote for the current sheriff, a man named Floyd Bonner, as the next uh, mayor. He's a good guy, and more importantly, he will be tough on crime. So you folks in Memphis, get out and vote today and save this beautiful, great city. 
Uh, we've got a lot going on this hour of the program. I want to go right to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have from the great state of Georgia, District 9, Congressman Andrew Clyde. Congressman, good to have you with us today. Well, good afternoon, Todd. Great to be with you, as always. You know, Congressman, I uh, want to get your reaction. We're a couple of days removed now from the historic events of the of a few days ago up on Capitol Hill. Uh, where are we now in the search for in the search for the next Speaker of the House? Well, as of right now, we have a Speaker pro tem, so a temporary Speaker that has the authority basically to uh, govern the process of the new Speaker, bringing uh, that vote to the House floor. But I believe there's two members uh, right now that have uh, announced their candidacy. One is our current leader, Scalise. The other one is uh, Jim Jordan, who's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, And uh, there might be a few other names out there, but those are the two right now. We are going to be going into conference on Tuesday of next week. And um, depending upon what happens in conference, it is my hope that we don't leave conference until we have a single candidate that has earned 218 votes so when we come to the floor there's going to be one vote and that will then install the new speaker that's what what i believe should happen i don't want to see any of this uh uh, what we ha- what happened in january you know going multiple multiple votes i think we need to do that in conference and not on the house floor congressman how are you going to vote who do you like well, uh, I am going to vote for the most conservative candidate that can get 218 votes. And who is that person? Think, well, um, I think I'm going to wait until the whole field is fleshed out right now. Obviously, you know, between the two that have announced, I think there might be one or two more. But, uh, you know, I will vote for the most conservative one. And, and you know, currently of, of the conservative ones, obviously that's Jim Gordon. But, um, but we'll see who else comes out. Um, and and uh, potentially is in the field, but um, but you know I, I think we should just hold you know keep our powder dry and see who comes out and uh, and and then make the selection for the best uh, uh, for the best of the country, Congressman. Uh, when you go back to January, and and I think that's important to do because right now, and and I understand why you know the party is doing what they're doing, and they're. They're pretty much castigating every one of these eight individuals who um, led the effort to oust the speaker, and I get why they're doing that. Uh, But I want to go back to January because ultimately I'm not blaming the eight. I'm blaming everybody in the Republican Party who went along with with this crazy scheme and agreed that all it would take is one member of Congress to raise to raise the motion to vacate the chair. So this was this could have all been prevented back in January. Well, you know, Todd, so you're talking the motion to vacate. Well, the motion to vacate goes back. That's a Jeffersonian motion. He wrote that. It uh, goes back to 1801. So it's been in our uh, you know, rules for over 200 years. Nancy Pelosi took it out because she was afraid of the squad that they would try and take her down. She took it out, I think, in 2018. So while she was speaker for those four years, it was not part of our rules. Um, but it is very important to keep that in there as a, as a method to keep the speaker accountable to those who elected the speaker. I'm very much in favor of the motion to vacate. And, um, and I think that if the speaker will hold to their word and, and will keep their promises, then indeed, um, then we, we won't have an issue with that. 
But, you know, every Republican uh, voted for it. Well, I think everyone but one voted for our rules. And, you know, for these eight people to exercise their constitutional, um, their rights within our rules, uh, you know, they should not be castigated for that, nor should they be punished for that. But um, that's the way a, a constitutional republic operates. You know, it's kind of messy, but, um, but that's the right thing. I'm just going to say this. I want to play, and I'm I'm really disappointed in Senator Mark Wayne Mullins uh, from Oklahoma. I want to play some audio. This is what he said on national television about Congressman Gates. Cut eleven. You got to think about this guy. Um, this is a guy that didn't have that the media didn't give a time of day to after he was accused of sleeping with an underage girl. And there's a reason why no one and the conference came and defended him because we had all seen the videos he was showing on the house floor that all of us had walked away of the girls that he had slept with he'd brag about how he would crush ed medicine and 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 chase it with um with an energy drink so he could go all night this is obviously before you got married and so when that accusation came out no one defended him and then no one on the media would give him a time of the day all of a sudden he found fame because he opposed the speaker of the house back in november and he's always stayed there, and he's not. He was never going to leave until he got this last moment of fame by saying, by by going after a motion to vacate. All right, this is coming from a United States senator, a Republican senator, Congressman. Well, you know, people can say what they want. Uh, you know, I wasn't there during that time, um, but I'll tell you that that attacking individuals like this uh, is not helpful for us. Okay, I mean, Matt Gates could not have done this, a motion to vacate, and it actually worked by himself. It required a number of others to join with him. You know, it required, uh, what was the vote, 210 to 216. So there, there was at least six additionals that had to, had to agree with that stance that what Kevin McCarthy had done, he had not kept his word, not kept his promises, and therefore needed to be vacated. Now, I wasn't one of those because I believe that, you know, we have to, in order to move the appropriations process forward and the appropriations process, you know, um, uh, cutting the budget uh, in, and, and implementing conservative policy wins for the American people, that is so critical. Uh, and you have to have a speaker to do that. You can't move legislation across the floor. You can't implement these appropriation bills unless you can, uh, you know, unless you can vote on the floor, unless you have a speaker there. So, you know, my intent was to ensure the appropriations process moves forward before the end of this CR that is currently in place. I think what's uh, 17th of November or 15th of November um, until the end of that. You know, we have that time frame to work on these appropriations or we're going to have to look at either, um, you know, a, a short another short term funding resolution or we're going to be in a government shutdown. I don't want to see either of those. Yeah, and, and, so, and Congressman, let me let me interject here for just a moment. Um, look, I I had to pay taxes. Um, everybody in the country pays taxes. I had to get those taxes turned in at a certain time, and if I know exactly what day I have to turn those taxes in, a lot of people procrastinate. They wait to the last day, but if you don't get those taxes in, there's a penalty. There's a price to pay, and and I'm just wondering why you know Speaker McCarthy, knowing there were deadlines in place, took the entire month of August off. And it just seemed like there really wasn't a serious effort here. And now you've got to kick that can down the road 45 days. Well, the 30th of September hasn't changed. You know, you're absolutely right in that regard. And that's one of the frustrations, I believe, of, of these eight that, that moved to vacate. 
you have a speaker that did not fulfill his promise that we would do 12 individual appropriations bills before the 30th or by the 30th of September. And I mean, I was calling, let's stay in session. Let's go through. I'm on the appropriations committee. You know, I'm dealing with this up close and personal. And so I feel that frustration. Uh, I mean, it took me demanding a schedule from our leadership just to get a schedule of the of the remaining appropriations day by day. What would happen on each and every day um, during this uh, 45 day time frame, uh, you know, for us to even get that schedule? It had to be demanded. You know, this is what has happened uh, continually. You can. Ever since 1994, we have not had 12 appropriations pass by the 30th of September. In fact, it's been generally a continuing resolution and then an omnibus. You always do what you've always done. You're always going to get the same result. And it is past time that we stop doing what we've always done and change Washington, D.C. to do what we're supposed to do. And that's 12 individual bills where we can craft the policy, the conservative policy and the conservatives wins on spending that we need to each and every in each and every appropriation. And that's why it's so important. I, I hear you. And, and Congressman, I, I think and I'm just sharing this with you and we we love you on this program. I think the American people are just about fed up with everybody. I mean, everybody on Capitol Hill right now. Well, I share their frustration right now, but I'm just trying to get these wins across. I mean, there are some incredible wins in these appropriation bills, Todd. I mean, if if I could show you what these are, um, you would go, I'm not believing that these are so good. Um, But but we've got to get them across the finish line. And and again, the acting speaker, uh, Mr. McHenry, uh, not a good move, just sending people home. I would have stayed there, locked everybody in a room, and gotten this hashed out. And I understand the reporting that there, you know, somebody said, well, if that had happened, there would have been fistfights. You know what? Let You know what? That's, that's not a bad thing. Let's get it all out. <laughs> And let's get this thing resolved. Uh, Congressman, we we appreciate your, your great work, and we appreciate you coming on the program and answering the tough questions. Well, thank you, Todd. It's always great to be with you and, and talk to your audience about what's truthfully what's really happening. All right. Uh, Congressman Andrew Clyde, everybody from Georgia, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. I it, are, are you Do you share the frustration I have? I'm just sick of all of them. I really am. I mean, the idea that after all of this and the fact that they knew when September was coming and they knew what the deadlines were to kick that can down the road. And you just heard Congressman Clyde. And, and, and look, I didn't want to push this this matter. I think we understand where the congressman stands on everything. But it was clear hearing from the congressman that McCarthy and leadership, they were not doing anything. And they had no intention of doing anything they promised to get power. So I'm kind of curious why Andrew Clyde stood by McCarthy, because clearly McCarthy was not doing the job. And by the way, I was talking to somebody else last night uh, up in Washington, and they say it's it's an open secret that you cannot trust. You could not trust McCarthy. You just couldn't do it. The, the guy would tell one person one thing and turn around and say the exact opposite to another. And and that's a pro- eventually that becomes a problem. And they got a big problem on their hands. All right, we've got to take a break here. 844-747-8868 is our phone number. That's 844-747-8868. Our website, by the way, toddsterns.com. That's toddsterns.com. My pillow. 
Folks, I've got to tell you, they've got some incredible deals. As a matter of fact, you are now going to be able to get a queen-size MyPillow for just $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more for a king-size. You're going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the awesome bed sheets, the mattress toppers, and the very comfortable My Slippers. Trust me, with the broken ankle, I'm loving the My Slippers. Uh, folks, go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. And our good friend Mike Lindell set up a website just for listeners of the Todd Starns radio program. You're going to be able to get the incredible offer on the queen-size MyPillow for nineteen ninety eight by going to our website. comes with the 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com slash Starns. Got to use my last name, Starns, as the promo code. Or give them a call, 1-800-839-8506. That's 800-839-8506. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. uh, We're getting some breaking news from our friends over at Newsmax where... They're they're reporting President Trump may be heading to Capitol Hill sometime very soon. So that'll be interesting. I I don't think that Trump is is going to um is going to jump into the the speaker's race. He wants to be president. However, the president also wants to endear himself to the Republican Party, and the party needs help right now. The party is in great turmoil. And they need someone, they need a unifying force. And if Trump can come in and he can get things straightened out, and maybe he doesn't even have to be the temporary speaker, but he can go in and help them find some sort of a person, whether that's Jim Jordan or Scalise or somebody else. You know, let's see, you heard Andrew Clyde say there may be a couple of more names uh, being thrown about. Uh, let's go to Gainesville, Georgia. David is on the line. Hi, David. What you want to talk about? I was going to talk about... Um commander you know he's been booted from the white house now i don't know if you've already talked about that or touched on it at all uh but you know i i work with dogs and something that people need to understand is dogs have to have a dominant alpha they have to have somebody telling them to sit and i think and german shepherds are the they're the most obedient but uh which is why the police use them, you know. But if they don't have a dominant alpha male, they become the protector. And what you've got in commander is he's protecting a feeble Joe Biden. Now, that's an interesting thought here. And to bring people up to speed, commander is dog number two that's been evicted from the White House. The first one was uh, Major. 
and Major was biting and attacking Secret Service agents. And we understand that several agents were bitten about 10 times. Uh, thanks to our friends over at Judicial Watch, uh, Tom Fitton was able to uh, uh, get that information in a lawsuit. And uh, now there were concerns. It was so bad with Commander that uh, there were threats of lawsuits that Pete, you know, little staff members were getting attacked by these dogs. So, David, so a lot of, you know, there's a, the other argument is, well, the, the dogs take on the personality of their owners. I've heard other people say, no, that's not true. But you're telling me this is about a dog maybe protecting its feeble master. Yes. Yes. It doesn't have, it doesn't have that dog seek that, um, you know, the uh, obedient and loyal. And if they, if they don't have somebody that is an alpha saying, go to your corner, go to your bed, sit, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Um, if they don't have that, then they take on that role of, okay, now I'm the protector, I'm the boss, I'm El Jefe. And what you've, what you've got is not a mean dog, but you've got a dog that sees somebody shuffling across the floor, somebody that just doesn't have their wits about them, and that he's, He's stepping up saying, hey, I'm, I've got to protect this guy. Wow. D- David, I appreciate the intel here. This is fascinating. But, you know, I'm hearing David, and thank you for the call, David. I'm hearing David's sit, stand, go to your That sounds like what they actually do with Biden every day. Eat your food. I wonder if they rub his nose in it, by the way. Bad president, bad president. <laughs> That's terrible. By the way. They say he, the dog a commander bit 11 people, but now CNN says the number is even higher than that. Jeez, aloo. It's like an epidemic. Bad president. Bad president. We'll be right back. Wow, this is insane. This, uh, yeah, the, appreciate David from Gainesville, Georgia, weighing in and reminding us about the um, the Biden family pooches, and uh, they're terrorizing people. We're talking about, um, I mean, well over a dozen staffers that have either been bitten or attacked by the family dog. This is the new dog. This is Commander. This is not Major, who had already been exiled. But you do wonder, and I've heard this story. I, you know, I've heard different arguments here. Uh, one is, and and I I tend to buy into this argument that if you have a dog, that the dog really sort of um, mimics the owner's behavior, and and maybe the dog is so aggressive because uh, he sees Jill, right, uh, Mrs. Doctor First Lady Jill uh, Biden, and and you know she seems to be wearing the um, the, the the pants in the family right now. Clearly, her husband is riddled with dementia and senility, and uh, the poor guy just wanders around the White House in a bathrobe and a and a, and a popsicle. It's it's really sad. And maybe just maybe the dog is watching how Mrs. Doctor First Lady Jill Biden. I'm just speculating here. Maybe the dog sees how Mrs. Doctor First Lady Jill Biden treats Joe. And and that's the reason why Commander is just so violent. I I no I no I'm not saying anything. I'm not no I'm not alleging spousal abuse. I'm maybe elder abuse. I I don't know. It's something is not right there. 
So maybe the dog is simply mimicking uh, the behavior of Mrs. Dr. First Lady Jill Biden. Joe, Joe, you bad boy, you bad boy. And then maybe when Joe actually is able to complete a full sentence and maybe those moments when um, when Joe is able to walk off the stage and not get lost, maybe he's maybe she treats him well. She gives him a treat, some ice cream. Good boy. You're a good boy, Joe. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Rubs his head. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's terrible. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, folks, we are in the throes of our annual Radiothon for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. And we're very excited about the great work these people are doing. And we need your help. We truly need your help. Uh, there are so many attacks on religious liberty. You're going to be hearing about one of those in the next hour of the program. So many people that are facing attacks simply for wanting to live out their faith in their in their homes, in their school life, and and in their businesses. And we've got we've got to do something about it. And that's why we are supporting Alliance Defending Freedom. And I see the numbers every day, and we, we've got to do better. We just have to do better. So earlier this week, and I want to go back to Monday, the Supreme Court started its new term, and they have agreed to hear cases from Florida and Texas arguing that social media outlets have been censoring conservative voices online. And Lord knows that's been happening to us. Right now on our Facebook page, and for no reason, we are not, we haven't done anything wrong. We're not in Facebook jail. They have changed their algorithms once again, and now the 351,000 people that follow us on Facebook, only 25 or 30 of you are actually able to see our content. So yeah, they're censoring conservative voices. So when you hear terms like free speech and the Supreme Court, you need to be thinking about our friends over at Alliance Defending Freedom. Because they're fighting for those, they're fighting those kinds of cases, and we we need to support them. They are the world's largest legal ministry, and they are committed to protecting your religious freedom and your free speech. And they've taken cases for, for their clients all the way to the Supreme Court. They have won fifteen times, by the way, thanks to the tax deductible donations for men and women just like you. So look, this is a great opportunity. You're looking for a tax-deductible donation? Well, here you go. So I want you to do me a personal favor favor right now and go to ToddSterns.com and click on the Be a Champion for Freedom banner. I would love to get this Radiothon. Our goal is $20,000. I would love to be able to say by the end of the day, we raise that $20,000. Boom, we're done. So I want you to go right now to ToddSterns.com and Be a Champion for Freedom. Anybody who donates just $19 a month to ADF, you're going to be standing up and helping preserve our first freedoms. And thanks to a generous friend of ADF, your first donation in any amount will be doubled today. Now, look, I get it. Uh, College tuition, inflation, budgets are tight. But we asked ADF Senior Counsel Matt Sharp why he thinks it's so important for you to donate and join the fight. One of the things Alliance Defending Freedom is so great at is always being on the cutting edge, shifting our resources to where the battles are the hottest, to where the needs are greatest, to where the threats are most severe, and putting our full energy resources to defend freedom in those most difficult areas. And by God's grace, we've been able to see these victories again and again and again, that every American has the freedom to live out their beliefs, to not face government coercion, and to ultimately be able to live and work consistent with their own beliefs and values. All right, so here's your mission, folks, for just 63 cents a day. 
today. Your $19 a month donation to ADF not only helps defend your rights, but also the rights of your children and your grandchildren. Isn't that worth 63 cents a day? I mean, I think that is. So please go right now to ToddSterns.com, click on a Be a Champion of Freedom banner, and make your investment in free speech today. By the way, uh, you can also call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. And uh, folks, again, all of you who have already participated, thank you for becoming a champion for freedom and by supporting Alliance Defending Freedom at ToddSterns.com. All right. Want to play some uh, audio here. Uh, this, again, is from Chicago, where a youth football program, I am telling you, the blacks in Chicago are ready to march in the streets. So a now a youth football program is protesting because they got kicked out of their neighborhood field house. And you know why? Because they're housing illegal aliens in the field house. By the way, can I just stop here for a moment? Really? You're going to put the illegals in a smelly high school football field house? Jeez, hello. Woo. Send them. If that was me, if I was, I don't know, Jose, Jose Starnes, uh, and, and I illegally crossed the border and they threw me in, I'm like, send me back. Woo-wee. Cut number 19. So that gives you a little flavor of how fired up people are. I mean, they're really, really fired up over this, and I don't blame them one bit. All right, um, I need to talk about this story out of Newsweek, and uh, this is a Newsweek exclusive. William Arkin is the is the writer here, and they have uncovered a pretty devious plot by the FBI, and here is the headline, Donald Trump followers targeted by FBI as 2024 election nears. According to Newsweek, the federal government believes the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around the presidential election is so great that it has quietly created a new category of extremist that it seeks to track and counter. Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers. Are you surprised by this? Are you surprised at all? that the FBI is creating a list of so-called extremists. You know my name has got to be on that list. The challenge for the Federal Bureau of Investigation is to pursue and prevent what it calls domestic terrorism without direct reference to political parties or affiliations, even though the vast majority of its current anti-government investigations are of Trump supporters. And you can read the story over at Newsweek. But this is an effort, again, by the FBI to silence and bully and intimidate Trump supporters. Now, hear me on this. If the FBI comes after you, I want you to give us a call. If, if you have had interactions with the FBI, give us a call. We'd like to know what they're, what they're doing. But, but hear me. If there is a knock on your door and the individuals on the other side of that door identify themselves as FBI agents, you don't say a word to those people. You don't, as hard, I know it is, I know, I know that, you know, you are good law-abiding and decent people, but you need to understand your rights. 
you need to if if they, if they want to if they say isn't it a beautiful day Mr. Starnes and you say yes it is a beautiful day uh, sir you just lied it's a terrible day somebody just lost their life in a car accident you're under arrest wait what what you lied to the FBI this is how evil these people I, you think I'm making this up no this is how the FBI operates so my recommendation to you don't talk to the FBI you pick up the phone and you call your lawyer you tell the FBI that if they want to talk to you, that your lawyer has to be present. And then you let your lawyer do the talking. You got to start. We've got to start playing smart here, folks. All right. We got to take a break. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Got to read this Newsweek story. This is really, folks, this is what the weaponization of the government looks like. Where And tr- Trump... Trump told told us this was going to happen. He said the only thing standing between the FBI and we the people was Donald John Trump. And now they're coming after us. Better wake up, America. Elections have consequences, and 2024 is a do-or-die election for this country. We'll be right back. to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. By the way, if you haven't been over to the website, be sure to bookmark that and also download our free podcast. You can listen to all three hours of the show commercial-free. You'll also be able to sign up for our free podcast. So we would love for you to uh, do that and check out all the great um, the great opportunities, stories uh, that we have for you over at toddsterns.com. One of the things we're really excited about of course, are the, uh, the the folks who sponsor and support and partner with us uh, to get this news and information out to you. And one of those organizations is called The Wellness Company. Uh, I am a huge, huge fan of what they're doing. And if you have not gotten one of their medical emergency kits, I would encourage you to do that, twc.health slash Starnes, and use my promo code Starnes. You're going to save 10% right now on the medical emergency kit. Well, here to tell us a little bit more about the wellness company, as well as some big stories happening in uh, the media right now, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. The wellness company CEO, Peter Galuli, joins us. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me. Well, absolutely. And and congratulations. What a brilliant idea to put together this medical emergency kit. And, And I am curious how that came about. How did you guys come up with the idea of this emergency kit? Oh, that's a great question, Todd. You know, um, we were looking around at, at kind of common problems that Americans face in healthcare now, and, and we were shocked to find out that the average emergency room visit for an American today costs between two and three thousand dollars, and that's a really big unplanned expense just to walk through the door. And if you're in an ambulance to get to the emergency room, that's another thousand um, dollars. Like it or not, we're all going to need to have prescriptions. Sometime, right? Uh, there were approximately 230 million scripts issued for antibiotics last year alone. That's about 75% of Americans. So why not have the meds you need on hand with things like amoxicillin or even ivermectin if you perhaps fall ill with COVID so that you don't need to be worried about some giant unplanned bill uh, that's going to hit your bank account? And it's so it's so clever. I mean, it's in a really nice little package, so it's not going to take up a lot of room. Something that you can put in the closet, and heaven forbid that day comes when you need it, at least it's there for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've had a lot of people come in with rave reviews about the kit. I mean, they're keeping it, you know, in their medicine cabinet next to their Tylenol. They'll keep it in their cabin. They'll go take it on the hunting trip or fishing. Um, there's so many uses for it. It's just something that everyone should have. Um, I think it's pretty much a basic human right to have access to medications like this. Completely agree with you. And, Peter, uh, the last time we had uh, one of your team members on, uh, I was I was really impressed with something they said about about again this uh, you know big pharma when you go to the hospital the big bills and you know even after insurance I got a bill that was like for over six thousand dollars and your your guy said what you need to do is ask for an itemized list and sure enough I did and Peter it was just eye opening what they're charging you know um, patients at these hospitals and these medical facilities. Yeah, you know, it's uh, tragic is how I would describe it, Todd. Um, you know, I have a you know five-year-old daughter. She gets ear infections like many kids. Uh, we had to bring her to the hospital once for that. That was a $4,000 bill for a simple ear infection. So it's, it's, it's really um, kind of a combination of price gouging and just misaligned interests. Um, we've seen over the past few years that the healthcare system really isn't working anymore, at least not for us in any sort of um, you know, patient-first way. And, and that's really sad, and that's kind of what we're trying to change at the wellness company. We're trying to be all about preventative care, all about empowerment and accessibility, and giving people access to the the care and health that they deserve to have every single day. Because, you know, as, as many of your viewers probably know, um, the last few years have shown that the government and big pharma, you know, really, really care about profit more than uh, their health. You know, I think at this point, you have to ask yourself a very, you know, every person listening to the show today, Peter, has to ask themselves a a very simple question. Do you trust the government to take care of you uh, when you know what hits the fan? And question number two, is it their responsibility? And I would contend that as an American citizen who embraces freedom, it's our responsibility to make sure we are prepared ourselves. Don't rely on the government. Yeah, I mean, I, I second that wholeheartedly, Todd, and, and I really think that, you know, it's it's everybody's own responsibility to look at their care, and I mean, they might have been working with, you know, a, a general practitioner their whole lives, but have they ever really thought about, you know, who's paying that GP, right? I mean, we saw during, during the pandemic that um, doctors were getting bonuses for giving out COVID vaccines, and they were getting extra bonuses for giving out a lot of COVID vaccines. Um, irrespective of whether or not that was actually in the best interest of the person uh, on the other end of the needle. Um, so I, I really hope that everybody kind of takes a good hard look and searches and finds doctors that they can trust because that's what it's all about. And, you know, we've, we work really close with our chief medical board, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, you know, people that put their jobs and livelihoods on the line, speaking up for truth and what was right during the pandemic. And I think that is more important than ever. Well, uh, folks, it's a terrific website, and when you go there, you're going to see the motto right out of the gate, healthcare without the propaganda. And uh, there are memberships for corporate, for uh, wellness, basic memberships, also virtual care, uh, all sorts of great things for you to check out there at twc.health. And I want you to check it out and be prepared for the next crisis. I mean, that's what it, that's what it's about is being prepared. Uh, we've got about 20 seconds here, uh, Peter. So, again, folks can go to that website, and uh, what are they going to find in this emergency medical kit? Yeah, it's a great question. The emergency medical kit has eight different medications, including ivermectin, z pack amoxicillin, 
uh, it kind of spans the gamut between antibiotics, antivirals, uh, and antiparasitics. It has everything that you would need. It also includes a 20-page guidebook so that you know exactly how to use the medications in your kit. You just simply go to twz.health/starns. You buy your kit. You'll see a link at checkout that'll give you instructions to fill out a few additional questions to issue the prescription because it is a prescription product, and our pharmacy will fill it within a couple weeks. All right. Um, so. I really encourage all Americans to go ahead and get one. Peter Galuli, the CEO of The Wellness Company, one of the most important companies on the planet here, folks. Go check them out, twc.health.starns. Peter, God bless you. Thanks for the great work you guys are doing. All right, folks, we got to take a break. This is the Todd Starns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. And welcome, everybody, to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Hour three of the big show broadcasting to 140 radio stations around this great nation we call America. And uh, folks, we've got so much to fit into this uh, next hour. Hang tight if you're on if you're on hold, we're going to get to your calls. You know, in the last hour we had our good buddies over at the Wellness Company uh, joining us. We should have asked if in their emergency medical kit do they have anything for dog bites? Maybe we should uh, maybe we should all volunteer chip in and get the secret service some of those twc.health/starns emergency medical kits. Um want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. There is a crazy story involving an Air Force reservist who got in trouble for a speech he delivered at a retirement ceremony. Our friends over at First Liberty Institute on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, Danielle Runyon joins us. Danielle, always good to have you with us. What's going on here with uh, with this Air, Air Force reservist? Hi, Todd. Thank you for having me. Um, well, we filed a complaint on Tuesday um, noting that the punishment that Jace received, Jace Yarborough, um, for his speech that he gave back in 2021 Uh, that it violated the First Amendment and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and that also the uh, Air Force and Space Force do not have the authority to take jurisdiction over Jace for his speech that he gave in his purely civilian capacity. So that all around, on all fronts, this was an improper uh, issuance of discipline. Well, let's talk about the speech he delivered. Was he bashing the Air Force? Was he he using bad language? What, What was the problem? No, not at all. Uh, in fact, it was a very respectful speech. Um, he was he was there presiding over a ceremony for a good friend that he met while he served in the honor guard when he was on active duty. Uh, halfway through the speech, uh, which, by the way, this, this speech, this retirement ceremony took place in an entirely private venue with about 25 attendees, 12 of which we understand were like-minded family and friends. Uh, some of the others happened to be members of the Navy Quartet. So, um, he gave this speech again, uh, admiring his friend. And then halfway through the speech, you know, he started saying, uh, look, we have to uh, we have to address this cancel culture issue. One of our core values in the Air Force is integrity. Uh, we have to make sure that we're maintaining truth and to be competent in our jobs. We have to make sure that 
um, we're, we're adhering to truth and things such as uh, men can't birth babies and boys don't belong in, in girls' locker rooms. You know, those things, because of my faith, those things are, are not true. And we have to just be very, very careful of politicization in the military. Uh, and basically, he was, just, he was just talking about the ideology that we've seen over the past few years and how it's taking, taking hold in the military. So that's pretty much the crux of what he said. Um, he, was, he, he referenced uh, Solzhenitsyn. Um, he was speaking, you know, his Christian values uh, through, you know, Solzhenitsyn kind of aligning with him and, and making reference to, to him. And that was about it. There really was nothing. I have to tell you, anybody who's read this speech, which in our press release, we have it out there. You can read the whole thing. People are wondering, what's the problem? And really what it just comes down to is the military, if they don't agree with, with what, uh, what you have to say, then, then you're going to get punished. Well, let's talk about that punishment uh, here, Danielle. And by the way, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, First Liberty Institute attorney Danielle Runyon, uh, you say that he was punished. Uh, g- g- give our listeners an idea of what happened to him. Sure. So uh, in the military, you can get punished or disciplined in, in one of two ways. So one is through, there's the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So that's if they want to take uh, criminal action against somebody for for violating that code. But then, on the other hand, you can get administrative discipline, which could come in the form of a letter of admonishment, which is what Jace received, or it could come in the form of a letter of counseling, letter of reprimand. But what's dangerous is that once you receive one of those letters or, or disciplinary measures, if you get if you receive more of them so so if jace wants to go out and speak in this manner again gets punished again you're in danger of establishing a pattern of misconduct and based on a pattern of pattern of misconduct if your chain of command wants to discharge you they then have a basis to do that so you can not only get removed from your job but right now what we're seeing jace is already being punished in terms of his duties so he's an engineer by trade in the reserve Core, uh, he has not been allowed to perform his duties in person. He is still being perform- He is still performing those duties remotely. Oh my goodness! Well, this is just insane, and it's sad that you guys have had to do this. But a lawsuit has been filed. Um, has have you guys heard anything from the military? Normally, when a lawsuit like this is filed, they'll want to try to jump in and and fix it. Uh, have you heard anything? So we, like I said, we just filed on Tuesday, um, but we did previously. You know. We did send letters asking for this admonishment, a, a number of letters for it to be removed. So Jace exhausted his uh, duties there to try and, you know, get the Air Force to correct what they did, get the Space Force to correct what they did. And it went all the way up the chain of command, and, and they just said, no, it stays. So really, this was his last resort to file a lawsuit. Wow. Well, we are so glad that you guys are on the case. And uh, First Liberty Institute, of course, you guys have had great success all the way to the Supreme Court. So uh, we look forward to uh, a very, very good resolution to this story as well. Danielle, always appreciate you. And where can people go if they want to get more information about First Liberty and the lawsuit? Please go to firstliberty.org. We'll continue to update everybody on this lawsuit and also all the great cases that we have representing people across all faiths in America. All right, good stuff. Uh, Daniel Runyon, everybody, from First Liberty Institute. And again, the headline here, uh, the Air Force being sued for violating a reservist free speech and religious exercise rights. Uh, for By the way, comments he gave off-duty. So we're going to keep you updated on that story, and uh, we'll let you know what happens there. 
844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to North Carolina, Farah, on the line. Uh, What's on your mind today? Hi, Todd. Yeah, I believe what's happening up north, which is mostly the blue states like Chicago, New York, is actually going to bode well for the Trump campaign. And uh, they're now starting to see that Biden's policies have failed them miserably, and now it's affecting them personally and their livelihood. And the illegal aliens aren't in their backyard. They're in their front yard. And, yes, it took a while for the ripple in the pond to hit the shore, but now it's hit. So I'm saying that hopefully these Democrats will be persuaded to join the Trump team. They may not have liked Trump back then. I get that. But now they're starting to see that their lives were better off with Trump than with Biden now. You know, that it's a great point, Farah, and that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about these border state governors sending the illegals to places like Chicago and New York. And I want to play some audio here. Again, this is um, a bunch of residents from Chicago that are very upset because the illegals are being moved into their neighborhoods. Cut 16. We have a hard no for immigrants coming here. A very hard no. We come in a community of black people where we already get the low scraps. And then you want to take the little scraps, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair, and I won't have it. So, so fair, it seems to me that the Republican Party ought to be taking full advantage of this and just literally flooding these communities with Republican volunteers, letting them know, hey, Here's how you can stop this invasion of your neighborhood. Absolutely. I, I'm really disappointed in uh, the party. Uh, we have a bunch of weaklings. I, I'm so disappointed. This is a grand, I mean, this is just like literally given to them in their lap opportunity, and they haven't thrown it out. They, they, they're weaklings. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you're right to be disappointed. And honestly, folks, at some point you have to ask yourself, why send money to the RNC if they are not going to have boots on the ground fighters out there? I mean, that's the question we need to be asking. Fair, appreciate that call. Folks, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868. It is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starnes Show. All right. Welcome back, everybody. By the way, uh, our Memphis, Tennessee listeners, and we've got a lot of them, it is election day, so get off your butts and get out and go and vote today. In all seriousness, uh, this city, Memphis, uh, is a beautiful town. And, man, I know you see the headlines and you see the the crime, and it's just awful. I mean, it's just like San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and it it doesn't have to be that way, but we're controlled by radical progressives. And today, we have an opportunity to stop that. So in all seriousness, I don't care what you're doing in Memphis today. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not as important as getting out to vote. But Todd, I'm getting married. It doesn't matter. No, forget about that. Just delay the wedding and go and vote. I'm just telling you, it's important. And I want to hear from you. Uh, if you are listening to us in Memphis and you went out and you voted today, I'd like to hear from you. I'll let us know what's happening out there. 
we we don't think there's any voter fraud in Memphis, but you never know. But we've got some radicals, radicals. These people make AOC look like Mitt Romney. Okay, that's a bad example. We've got we've got progressives out there that make AOC look like Jim Jordan. There you go. All right, 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to play some audio here from Letitia James. Early on in my journalism career, okay, not early on. Early on in this talk radio show, she was running initially for attorney general, and I think she lost. And I have a bad problem with names. I really do. It's it's bad. And for the longest time, I was, you know, whenever she was in the news, and this woman was in the news quite a bit, and I don't know, it went on for months until finally, during a commercial break, my producer at the time came in and said, Todd, just so you know, her name is pronounced Letitia, not Letitia. So, (laughs) oopsie, oopsie, my bad. All right. That's my best Paul Lind impression. So anyway, so every time I see your name, I always chuckle because, well, I do. I know it's childish, but come on. It's the afternoon. Bear with me. So anyway, uh, this, this woman is really the poster child for the weaponized government. This is an evil woman. What these people are doing to Donald Trump right now in New York is just flat out evil. And we need to call him out on it. So anyway, um, Letitia is uh, going before the cameras. Cut number 14. This case was brought simply because it was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. Oh, she's got that right. It was nothing more than a political stunt. Shame on you, ma'am. Cut number 15. And what would you say to people who say, oh, I'm not going to bother to register to vote because my voice doesn't make a difference or I'm just one person? I say one, I say one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Off your ass and vote. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. I love it. Okay, first of all, a couple of things here. Uh, can we talk about the reporter? What are you going to do to protect us hmm? from, from evil orange men? Hmm? What are you going to do? Where did that kid go to journalism? That's got to be a Harvard or Yaley. Got to. Anyway, Letitia James, you heard her there, right? I mean, we didn't make this up. We're going to get his ass. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. All right. Whoa. Okay. By the way, we have some audio. We played this yesterday. Do we have the collection? We have that. We have this montage of Letitia James. I've got to stop. Stop. Stop, Dylan. You're killing me here. You cannot laugh every time I say Letitia's name. This is Letitia James. This is who she is. This entire case in New York is entirely, entirely political. And by the way, the judge, a radical lunatic leftist, card carrier member of the ACLU, 
who clearly hasn't been to a dentist or had his teeth cleaned in years. He looks British. All right, let's play the montage. Whoops. Shouldn't have said that about the British. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain be a pain in the ass. That man in the White House who can't go a day uh, uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out whether or not he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him, defending your rights, and then going home. You know what she's doing here? I just It just dawned on me. She's trying out for The View. That's what she's doing with all of this. So let me tell you about uh, Judge Bad Teeth Ingeron here. Uh, This guy, far-left Democrat, and by the way, you have to be elected. These are elected positions in in New York, says Trump should be prosecuted because he's just a bad guy. So this was the guy, this was the impartial jurist who was deciding Trump's fate. The judge claimed he knows more about the value of the business empire of Trump than his banks, business partners, accountants, and employees. And he's the guy who determined that Mar-a-Lago was worth $18 bucks. By the way, Judge Bad Teeth has been a Democrat donor since the 1990s. In 2015, a list of Democrats, including Barack Hussein Obama, were on the induction letter of the judge as a justice of the Supreme Court of the state of New York. Judge Ingeron, by the way, is horribly biased and a corrupt judge. And the reason why is because he has already formed an opinion of Donald John Trump. The guy has no business overseeing this case at all. So that gives you a little idea of who this guy is. But Trump's done nothing wrong here. This is just right flat out the weaponization of the federal government and the judicial system. Un. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking to a state lawmaker from North Dakota. This guy, is he's cracking me up. So they're forcing the children to study LGBT history. Now, this is not Gay Pride Month, so you've got June set aside for that. Now you've got LGBT History Month, which is apparently in the month of October which also happens to be Halloween. So I guess, you know, it's appropriate, Freak Show Month. So uh, so now the children there in North Dakota are going to be learning all about LGBT history. And this state representative says, well, all right, well, if we're going to have to teach the kids about gay history, well, we got to start with Sodom and Gomorrah. And man, did that set some people off. We're going to be talking to him coming up next. 844-747-8868, that's our number. Go vote, Memphis, Tennessee. Save your city. Vote for Floyd Bonner. That's my guy. All right, we'll be right. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today, America. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. So honored to have a a great guest. He is a state representative from 
North Dakota. His name is Brandon Pritchard. And, man, has he riled up the gay rights groups and the atheists. Uh, Representative Pritchard, good to have you with us today. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be on your show. So I, I have to give you props here. Um, I, I, anybody who can trigger the Freedom From Religion Foundation has great respect in my book, and you've managed to do that by the suggestion that if you guys are going to teach LGBT history, then they've got to be talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I'm not going to support legislation like that, right? But, I mean, at the same time, like, I think the point is that our founding uh, you know, was based on Christian values, and that's under direct attack. And in all these schools around our country, they're trying to put things like LGBTQ community, like history. Uh, they're trying to teach things like drag show history. Like, it's just bizarre, and it's not history. So I'm like, if you're going to teach history, you might as well go back to the beginning, right? And it, it just made a lot of people really upset. So I don't know what to tell you besides, uh, you know, if you're, you're making people mad, you know you're doing the right thing. You can judge somebody by their enemies. So let's talk about this, because I think a lot of people are surprised that you guys are having these issues in North Dakota, but what are these gay rights groups wanting to do? Well, I mean, we've had such, uh, yeah, I mean, a place like North Dakota, everybody thinks the deeper red state. I mean, we had Democrats running the state until less than 20 years ago, and we still have a lot of Democrats uh, active in North Dakota, and I think our school system is, is actually largely, um, you know, at least somewhat controlled by the Democrats, if not, you know, a lot of it is controlled by, by Democratic forces. Um, we have things like pornography in schools. We have things uh, like, uh, you know, you know, things like uh, children and their parents not being able to communicate on, on things like transitioning and the school is not telling the parents. Like that kind of stuff is happening in North Dakota, just like it's happening around the country. So, I mean, we're not exempt from it. and We have to take a, a firm stance against it or else we're going to lose the next generation and we're going to lose our entire education system, which I think is, is what the liberals realize is, is probably the most powerful gem for them. So the, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, they are a radical gang of atheists and agnostics. They're based in Wisconsin. I think they may be lactose intolerant. That could explain why they're always in such a bad mood. I mean, and that would, that would put you in a bad mood if you're living in cheese country and you cannot partake. Uh, nevertheless, I digress. And Representative, they are calling for your resignation, uh, and they want you to be removed from office. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean that's it's just ridiculous. And I mean, I, I know that a lot of the legislators have my back. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to resign, or I'm not going to apologize either. I mean, I, I believe that Christ and Christian values are at the center of our founding. At the first, you know, at the Constitutional Convention, it was Benjamin Franklin that called for prayer. Uh, who probably was one of the most agnostic of them all. Um, I mean, even as recent as the 80s, I mean, President Reagan, uh, National Day of Prayer, uh, putting that into our law. I mean, like, we need to have a firm foundation in Christ and Christian values. I'm not saying that we have a state religion, right? But I'm saying that we have to have the values, uh, you know, of, of Christianity based in, in our lawmaking, uh, or else we're going we're gonna to fall flat on our face. How do you respond, uh, Brandon, to the people that would accuse you of being a Christian nationalist? Well, look, I mean, as I said, I mean, I, I don't think we should have a national religion. I think that would be against our, our Constitution. And I, I think that, I mean, what I, what I am arguing for is actually something that has both a religious and a secular purpose, which is that the morals of the Bible, of Jesus Christ, 
is something that our country was founded on. And then that should be put in the code. That should be put in the law and that should be, you know, a, a uh, benchmark for lawmakers around the country on the state and federal level. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's bizarre and I think it's a cop out to say that I'm a Christian nationalist when all I'm saying is exactly what our founding fathers would have said, which is our nation has to be built in a moral people and that morality is based on things like Christian morality. And the reality of that uh, representative is when you, you look at our values and the teachings and every single one of our founding documents has been flavored with uh, Christianity and Judeo-Christian teachings. That's the foundation of our country. And it's using those beliefs and that belief system where you can be an atheist, you can be an agnostic, you can be a Baptist, you can be a Muslim, or you can be whatever you want to be in the United States of America, and you're not going to be persecuted by the government for that. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exact. I don't have any, like, that's the difference. It's like there's no reason to be persecuting people over their religion, but at the same time, let it be known that we are a nation of Christian values. I, I think that there needs to be that separation of, like, we can be a nation where we, we guide our morals towards the, the Bible and towards Christian values, but we're also not going to, you know, exclude somebody because they're of, of a different religious, you know, heritage or tradition, you know. So it's, it's um, something that is a cop-out to say, oh, you're a Christian nationalist. It's something that gets clicked, something that, you know, you can use in attack ads or whatever. But really, it's, it's not a very accurate description of, what, of what's really going on, so... All right. Well, uh, best of luck to you, and and thank you for taking a stand. I know it can be difficult, uh, but uh, the the bark is worse than the bite when it comes to the atheist. And uh, I don't want yeah. Don't worry about these. Uh, well, I'll tell you this: if you're going to the White House, be careful of the uh, the bite is worse than the bark. When we've been talking about the bite and family dogs, I'm digressing here, uh, uh, Representative. <laughs> But I, I will say this, uh, you've got a lot of people out there, a lot of fans around the nation, and uh, we just want to wish you the very best and uh, keep us updated. Thank you so much. God bless you guys, and thanks for what you do. All right. State Representative Brandon Pritchard from North Dakota. He's a young guy in his like early 20s, already in politics and representing the good people there in North Dakota. But it is interesting, is it not, ladies and gentlemen, that you know, when when you take away the foundation of the country, and that's what they're doing, they're chipping away at the foundation of the com- country, then we start to see the these cracks. And uh, the cracks are the crackdown on things like free speech, like freedom of assembly, uh, like the family. And the point of all of this is eventually there are going to be so many cracks that the foundation will crumble. And that's why we've got to take a stand here, and that's why we have to push back when you've got these radical atheists and these LGBT activists out there, and they're trying to destroy the foundation of the com- of, of the country. We've got to put a stop to it. All right, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, this, this story, and we touched on it yesterday, Fox and Friends, Brian Kilmeade, just tearing into Tim Burchett like Tiny Tim on a Christmas ham yesterday. I mean, that was ugly. And now Kilmeade is is coming under fire from all sorts of conservatives. Sebastian Gorka called him a fake conservative, also called him a few other things we're not allowed to say on the radio. But I want to go back, and I want you to listen to this. And my question is very simple. Was Brian Kilmeade 
from Fox and Friends out of line here with his grilling, his interrogation of Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee, cut seven. What do you think he's going to do for the Republican Party and chances of holding on to leadership and the majority when it looks like you're having you're the uh, ringleader of a circus led by Matt Gates, who likes to blow things up, but not offer any new ideas? Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask. Matt but if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you wouldn't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, didn't I, stand up, you were going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? So you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute you're know, praying you're about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, about an, it. I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion, t- too? And you talk over me every time I try to make All a right, point. Make your point. The point is, is that we're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt. This speaker was woefully, woefully lacking in leadership skills. He always placed the blame somewhere else. America is going to be better off with new leadership. And right. That's the and who line. is it? Well, possibly, possibly it could be Steve Scalise. It could be Elise Stefan. It could be Roger Williams out of Texas. It could be. Um, uh, Mark Green out of Tennessee. So they all, supported, they all supported Kevin McCarthy, including the most conservative guy I know, Jim Jordan. Why are you smarter than Jim Jordan and, and the 210-plus Republicans? Why are you smarter? I represent my district, brother. And why are you smarter than me? You're right. condemning me well, because I'm just I, saying, I stand up on my own, and that's, that's what I do. I'm not condemning you. I'm questioning you. You don't like being no, questioned? You're you're, no, you're just... You're, the line of questioning is very negative, and you know that, and I right. know that. You And, and when I, this is all over with, when this is all over with, and we have a new speaker and we're running smooth, let's have this conversation again. Were you happy with John Boehner? I wasn't here with John Boehner. Right. With Paul Ryan? I, I'm, they're both rhinos. I mean, why do you they're – not, they're not in my camp anyway, so I – but I, I wasn't here when they were here. So you had 15 yeses for uh, every round you voted for Kevin McCarthy – but you think he's the problem? Right now, I sure do. He's part of it. He's part of the, this this whole problem. When you don't, when you deny that there's a problem, when in, in this dysfunctional Washington, brother, that you, then you know there's a problem. You can't Who get past. Who denied there's a problem? Take, you can't take get past the the fact we take in five trillion, we spend seven trillion, and this and and leadership. Uh, I'm fascinated. To be okay I'm fascinated with that. the way you blame Kevin McCarthy that you're that you're 33 trillion dollars in debt. But well, I'm, I'm, you're going to get surprised. a new leader. I'm sure he's going to solve everything. Well, I'm uh, surprised that, that you give him full credit for all the successes that I, we've I, had I, because I, we well, name I me could some say successes. For nine months, had. I don't think you should take all the blame. Well, why why are we backing it up? We had nine months exactly. That's a great point. Why do we wait nine months to do something about the wall? Something about the budget? Something about well, we never did anything about term limits. Well, which I we watched promised him for an hour and fifteen public. minutes. He was doing a, he was doing an awful lot, but not enough for you, uh, well, Tim Burchett, uh, Congressman. Thanks so much. What a pardon me. I I I know. I it just I had to catch myself here. What a jerk. Now, I'm I'm just curious. Many of you uh, watch Fox and Friends. I I hope you don't anymore. I hope you're watching Newsmax. That's the place that actually respects people of faith. You see, Fox, they, they, they're fake. Fox is fake. And especially when it comes to the faith component. And the reason they're doing this, it's so devious. And I saw it firsthand 
where you've got people pretending to be religious because they want the evangelical Christians to watch their channel. That's all that. That's all that is. But every now and again, we get to see the Fox and Friends crowd for who they really are. I'm telling you, Brian Kilmeade, he'll go out there and and he'll say, oh, I'm a friend of the, of, the, of the Christian community. Really? Do you think friends act like that? Really? Would you want a friend that acted like that? I mean, that was really despicable what he did to Tim Burchett. And this idea that a person can't be, can't be a person of good conscience and, and say, hey, look, you know what? I pray. Before I make a big decision, I pray to God. And I, I, look, we've had Tim Burchett on the radio show many, many times. And I respect the man. Do I agree with everything he's done? No, absolutely not. But he's an honest broker. Shame on Brian Kilmeade. You know, I would love to see Brian Kilmeade handle Democrats and rhinos the way he goes after conservatives. But you got to see Brian Kilmeade for who he really is. And you know what? That's good. If if Brian Kilmeade can sleep at night, more power to him. But he owes Tim Burchett an apology. What say you? 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. You would never see anything like that on Newsmax. By the way, Newsmax, the only network covering President Trump's events live. That is Newsmax, millions making the switch. And why is that? Because Newsmax is real news you can trust. I watch it all the time. President Trump watches Newsmax. He loves the network. Every night, 7 o'clock Eastern, Rob Schmidt exposing the Biden family. Newsmax, by the way, on all major cable systems. And if your cable system does not carry Newsmax, just give them a call and say, I want Newsmax. It's really that simple. And by the way, don't forget to download the free Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. You can watch anytime. Get the Newsmax app now. You can get it at home and make the switch. You won't look back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us. By the way, ToddStearns.com is our website. Go and check that out. And just a reminder, uh, the Radiothon happening all this month. We are raising money, funds for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. And uh, they're just doing some incredible work there. Uh, You can access uh, all of that information at ToddStearns.com. Just click on the Champions of Freedom banner at at the top of the page. So this information is just coming in from Judicial Watch, and I will just share this information with you, and you can figure it out for yourself whether how you want to go here. According to Judicial Watch, they have now obtained information that President Biden has been very aggressive toward the dogs. So we're talking about a commander. We're talking about a major And Judicial Watch now says they have information that President Biden has kicked and attacked his own dogs, which, quite frankly, could explain why the dogs are are so so aggressive. And Judicial Watch has really been dogging this story, pardon the pun, uh, but they have. Uh, They have filed the uh, FOIA request, and uh, they have really gone above and beyond to get all the intel, which proves the story the White House was trying to, to um to to push out there as the narrative turned out not to be true at all but the breaking news from judicial watch is that apparently biden i'm reading here from uh, paul sperry is that um 
that the Bidens, President Biden rather, was kicking the dogs, was being very aggressive to the dogs. According to some official documents that were attained by Judicial Watch, I'm reading from the papers now, if it wasn't, this is a Secret Service officer, if it wasn't their dog, he would have already been put down. And that's how aggressive these dogs are. It's just insane. Um, the the other part of this, and again, we'll, we'll have more of this up at ToddStarns.com, but according to Judicial Watch sources, President Biden has has mistreated his dogs. And Judicial Watch has learned that he has punched and he has kicked his dogs. Well, that explains everything. So maybe it's not the dementia. Maybe it's just the fact that Biden is just not a very nice person and takes it out on the dogs. Maybe. I don't know. But it's not good. It is not good. We'll keep you updated on that. And, again, that's the reporting uh, from Judicial Watch. Wow. Folks, you you just can't make this stuff up, can you? All right, coming up on tomorrow's show, very we're we're doing a deep dive, brand new polling data out. Trump is is just crushing everybody, just crushing everybody. Now the question is, who's gonna who are the establishment Republicans going to focus on? We're getting some intel that it's going to be Nikki Haley that they've already taken a pass. Big dollar donors leaving DeSantis now looking at Nikki Haley as the next possible choice to take down Trump. But I don't think that's going to work at all. And we're going to get into that, do a deep dive tomorrow. Of course, Open Line Friday. That means you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about, and you'll be able to do that tomorrow on the show. Also, do not forget, now is a great opportunity for you to head over to the website and download our free podcast, free newsletter. And folks, 63 cents a day. That's all we're asking. $19 a month. Become a supporter of Alliance Defending Freedom and join our great cause. It's been a great day, everybody. You get out there. Have a good one. And if you're in Memphis, go vote today. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.